Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome back. This is Sister Anise Day. And this is Sister Veritas. And we're back here with you with the Let Love podcast, talking about the feminine genius as we continue the season, letting love tell us who we are. Love it, Sister. And what a great, I mean, last time we talked about uh, the gift of men from a feminine perspective, now feminine genius. Can't wait to dive in. Here we are. Yeah. And I think as as women, we have a lot to say. We do. In (laughs) fact, I think we could spend a whole season on this topic, to be honest. Easily. Easily. But we'll keep it to one episode. For now. Right. For now. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Where do we start? It's, we are stepping into a huge, beautiful mystery. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about it, and we're going to talk about this later, but just the whole feminine heart. Like, we have such a huge desire for love. For love. Oh, my goodness. You know, to be chosen and cherished and loved and be beautiful. And, and I, I really, I was thinking about my, my little sister way many years ago when she was five. <laughs> and she had she fell in love with Julio Iglesias. Hmm. You might not know him. I guess he's the father of Ricky Iglesias. Okay. Don't really know him either. I, don't, but I, I missed it. must have missed that season. Yeah, I'm a little updated myself. But anyway, she was in love with Julio. Uh, he was like 40, you know. Mm. Um, these things. Anyway. But she, I remember she had this idea to cut out his face. We had a, it was a record of him, like old-fashioned record. Nice. And cut out. It was a huge picture of his face. Cut out a picture of his face. And then she would make us wear it so she could pretend she was dancing with Julio, who was going to be her future husband, five years old. Okay, that's... There's something there. It's deeply feminine genius right there. Amen. The mystery, it doesn't waste any time. No. Or even, I mean, truly, it's like... Maybe it's true for some women and not for others, but it's like, you know, from our earliest years, we start dreaming mm-hmm. of that great love. We start planning. You know, we might even open up our, our little online profile and start picking out our shoes. We might we might only be 11, but it's not too early. <laughs> right. And, the, and then and then when the day comes and arrives, it's like we want everything to be just perfect to reverence and uphold and express uh, what we know is is a tremendous defining moment mm. for us as women mm. when when we entrust our hearts to another mm-hmm. when we uh, finally get to say yes mm-hmm. to um that great epic of love mm-hmm. i mean sometimes to the extent that you know you see the feminine genius gone wrong right right, right. <laughs> you know we, we can all turn into little bridezillas sometimes yep i don't need to describe that to you i'm sure nope. you've seen it yeah yeah ladies we know <laughs> we all know that we know we know when it happens we've got our bridezilla moment yeah we yes do. anyway the beauty um and gift of femininity we're going to unpack that. I think, sister, I want to hit some of the big desires of the feminine heart. I yeah. want to talk about our desire, um, yes, to be cherished and chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, our desires for beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, not just to be beautiful, but to radiate mm-hmm. beauty. I want to talk about our deep desires for love. Yeah. And and also, in, on the flip, doing something great with our love. Yeah, amen. I mean, I want to talk about attributes of mm-hmm. femininity. Mm-hmm. Um our gifts of receptivity mm-hmm. and sensitivity and generosity. Yeah. Amen. Um, it's a deep well. We got to, we got to dive. We got to dive yeah. deep and fast. Yeah. <laughs> and shall we kick it off with a prayer? Yeah. In the name of the father, son, Holy spirit. Amen. 
Blessed Mother, we ask for your prayers in a special way as we step into and uh, ponder the gift of femininity, the feminine genius, uh, the beauty that God has inscribed in each and every single woman. Um, we pray, Blessed Mother, that you draw us after your own pattern of holiness, that you draw us closer to your son Jesus, and that uh, your prayers might flourish within us. The gift of our femininity, our unique capacity to love, and the great capacity we have to bring life. And we ask this as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sister, I love all those points. You know, just hitting first the desires of the feminine heart. Amen, sister. The desires, the Mm -hmm. gifts. And yet, even before we jump in there, I don't know, I kind of want to get the 40,000 foot Mm -hmm. look at the feminine genius. Yeah. Uh, The crown, the kind of what's the height and the pinnacle. Um, And there's this beautiful quote from John Paul II, um, and he says that motherhood is the fundamental contribution of women. Wow. He says it's the indispensable prerequisite for an authentic cultural change. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. And that's so not what you're hearing in the culture, right? No. It's not, motherhood is not raised up and cherished. No. That is powerful, sister. Amen, sister. Although, and it is, it's like, it's it's uh, the flourishing of femininity is mm-hmm. this capacity for physical and spiritual motherhood, mm-hmm. and I think um, the example I I always look to is I think it, it brings us into such living color and you see it so powerfully is actually in Our Lady of Guadalupe. I love her. Yeah, she's the best, right? Yeah, and I mean just briefly, I know everyone knows the story. Uh, it's hard to miss, but mm-hmm. here we go. If we go to turn the clock back to fifteen thirty one. All right. And this is geographically, we're, we're talking about modern day Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, Aztec culture, it's a culture of death, human sacrifice, bloody wars. Mm-hmm. Missionaries went to try to evangelize and bring the light of Christ. They managed a handful of converts and basically like they wrote their bishop and said, listen, uh, bishop, like if we don't get a miracle game over, like we mm-hmm. are, we are not making headway down here. Yeah. Um, so they're about to give up and in a sense, right at that moment, Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared to Juan Diego. Um, long story short, this is going to be the short version. <laughs> she leaves, or God, in a sense, puts her image on mm-hmm. his tilma. I mean, divine artistry. Mm-hmm. And this image, it's it's remains today. Yeah. I mean, Which is a miracle in itself. And yet, um, what I want to look at here is... John Paul II talks about this image being a perfect enculturalization of the gospel. Mm. Like it spoke a language to the native people that they could understand. It met them right where they were at. Mm -hmm. Um, It basically introduced to them this concept of a God, Mm -hmm. this living God, a God who had already made the ultimate sacrifice, that they didn't have to make sacrifices Mm -hmm. any longer. And that um, this woman, Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, introduced them to to God. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and what happened? And again, this is just an image of our lady mm-hmm. and she didn't demand anything of them. I mean, many Marian apparitions, it's like pray fast penance, right? It's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> right? Be like, I'm scared. But our lady of Guadalupe 
she just came to be a mother. Yeah. That's, that was her mission. It's amazing. I mean, that's what she said to Juan Diego. Am I not here? I, who am your mother, are you not under my shadow and protection? Mm-hmm. Am I not the source of your joy? Mm-hmm. Are you not in the hollow of my mantle and the crossing of my arms? Do you need anything more? It's so beautiful, sister. It's stunning. It is. And to look at the reality that in 10 years, there's 10 million conversions. People were waiting for months uh, yeah. to be baptized, to have their confessions heard. Yeah. And... What I see here is mm-hmm. that um, Our Lady was on the front lines of turning over a culture of death into one of life. Yeah, totally. And this is, here we are, we're in the midst of, yes, another culture of death in many shades and colors. And the, femininity has a place on the front lines. Totally. Motherhood has a place on the front lines. And we see it's not so much in our doing as in our being. Totally. It's being who we are. Yeah. There's actually a great quote. Actually, I want to pull two quotes. One from Edith Stein, hmm. um, or St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, as was her uh, religious name. But she said, the world doesn't need what women have. It needs what women are. Love it. And it's like, do we dare be who we are made to be, you know? Um, And just even as you're speaking, sister, I was so moved, like, just how the Lord desired, you know, to use Our Lady of Guadalupe and and to bring all these souls to him. Um, But how how accessible she was. Mm. And, you know, people could approach her. And it reminds me of a quote from Paul VI, actually, um, which he, he gave in 1965 at the closing of the second Vatican council. And he, he said, you know, women, you know how to make truth sweet, tender, and accessible. Isn't that awesome? It's like, wow. What an, and that's what our lady did, you know? Um, wow. and it's, it's kind of and like, kind of like you're saying, um, Another quote he said as part of this, he said, women of the entire universe, whether Christian or non-believing you to whom life is entrusted at this grave moment in history, it is for you to save the peace of the world. Mm. Actually, and so what you're talking about, sister, is so powerful because it's like, let's root ourselves in who we are as women because that is the most powerful thing we can do. That's what you're talking about. We'll, we'll radiate out a beauty that will save the world, wow. you know, uh, that beauty who is Jesus. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, and here we are. It's good to kind of look um, at the at the height mm-hmm. Um at the, at the great gift we have, the feminine genius holds in spiritual maternity, physical maternity, this capacity to give of ourselves, mm-hmm. um, to make a gift of ourselves, and in that way, find ourselves and bring life to others. Um, and yet, what are the, let's look at some of the, let's, let's get um, a little closer. And as, as you were mentioning, sister, the desires of the feminine heart, because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of desires. Got a lot. A lot in there. I just <laughs> <I> test myself. <laughs> Amen. And w- let's hit some of the big ones. Um, the desire to be cherished and chosen. Yeah, that's huge, sister. I mean, that's... And I, I guess I want to make a distinction between, like, every human person, male or female, desires to be loved, you know, desires to be, you know, seen and noticed and cherished. And, but there's a particular sense in which the, the feminine... Um, heart desires this in a particular way Mm -hmm. you know it's like all of us um I mean I I can think as a kid you know it's like that the dream that like Prince Charming will come you know (laughs) for you to save the day there's something about it's like we we want to be like seen and like you know like he sees across the room and it's like oh my gosh his heart is moved Mm -hmm. and then um and then to be pursued you Mm -hmm. know like Prince Charming or whoever's been captured by by me, by, you know, 
it, it will will suffer in order to to find me kind of thing that and that's that's a, I think a very basic desire of the human heart which I I think is different in, in a sense from men mm-hmm. um, and I think it's important to articulate mm-hmm. like we we want yeah we want to be cho- cherished chosen pursued fought for um, mm. and treasured protected um, that, I think that's it's it's a very intrinsic basic fundamental kind of posture of the, the feminine heart amen sister yeah well I think too if you look theologically as you speak, it harkens to the reality that we're brides. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the relationship um, that, in a sense, God has inscribed, mm-hmm. even in his church, we have uh, the the church is the bride and, and Jesus Christ is the bridegroom. And mm-hmm. what does he do? He lays his life down mm-hmm. for his bride. Mm-hmm. And this is a total, this is a love unto death. Yeah. Um, this is a love that we know in receiving that we are worth fighting for that we're worth dying for mm-hmm. and yes this is very particular this is inscribed in our hearts and it's beautiful mm-hmm. um and it is it is true to to the way that our hearts have been fashioned mm-hmm. and i think i guess on that i do want to say like not to be you know if we've noticed that desire and I think um, not to be afraid of it in the sense of like, is that a weakness of mine, you know, to want to be cherished or chosen or like, you know, is that because I, I'm not strong enough. I'm not autonomous enough. No, mm-hmm. no. It's, it's because that's how God made us as women mm-hmm. um, to be, to be bride mm-hmm. actually. Well, and even, and this is the way he's made men. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this in our mm-hmm. last episode. It's like that a man, uh, as we looked at Genesis mm-hmm. and looks at beholds woman for the first time Mm -hmm. it's this cry of admiration and Mm -hmm. reverence and um that she is a gift Mm -hmm. she is a worthy gift Mm -hmm. and so again we see this dynamic that at the end of the day a woman wants to be cherished Mm -hmm. and it's ultimately she wants to receive that gaze of reverence Mm -hmm. she's good and worthy Mm -hmm. um and and yes not to sacrifice our dreams mm-hmm. for love and the integrity of love that um, that we deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's real, yeah. cherished, yeah, chosen, yep, um, so real, so real. <laughs> um, what about beauty? Beauty, amen. Well, yeah, I think it's also. I mean, again, from like you're saying, from earliest, you know, childhood times it's like we want to be beautiful mm-hmm. it's like why do girls i mean why do we tend to want the sparkly pink or the purple or the glitter like because we've been made to sparkle right <laughs> exactly <laughs> no i i hear you sister like in the sense i think even if you look at every disney storyline mm-hmm. or or fairy tale the princess is not only um renowned for her beauty but she radiates it mm-hmm. um and um this is this is a great truth that God has made us beautiful, that mm-hmm. ultimately um, within femininity, beauty is inscribed. Mm-hmm. It's not something we have to earn. It's not something we have to achieve. It's mm-hmm. not something we need to do, mm-hmm. that actually it's something we need to allow to become mm-hmm. in and through ultimately virtue. Like yeah. this is how we become a, the beautiful woman that we desire to be because and that desire is innate we want to radiate yeah. with and we want to bring beauty to the world we want to bring beauty to all that we touch mm-hmm. um there's something that resonates mm-hmm. with the heart with the yes with the dreams mm-hmm. um of a woman and in this too i would point out 
This is a great threat to the enemy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay? Every good love story, there's a prince, there's a princess, and there's a dragon. Dragon yep. enters the scene. Mm-hmm. Here he comes. Um, because the enemy knows that a woman who, A, knows that she's loved mm-hmm. and cherished and chosen, um, this beauty is going to radiate. Yeah. Absolutely radiate. And so where do we see the enemy attacking? Um, he has distorted yeah. um, this whole realm of beauty, right? It's something that I've got to earn. Mm-hmm. I've got to try mm-hmm. to live up to these standards. Um, we're in this constant chase yeah. for something that we already possess. Isn't it so insidious? <laughs> insidious. <Amen. laughs> it's true. And it's because it's like, yeah, it's like in the culture, um, beauty has been reduced to something that's simply exterior or it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's a minimalistic understanding of what is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, we are selling ourselves short ladies because that's not the, the full truth of it. It's not like mm-hmm. you're saying, sister, it's, there's external beauty, there's interior beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the symphony of, of those is stunning when, when it, we allow it to, to happen, when we allow God to, um, to, to work, you know, his grace in us. Amen. And, um, yeah, and I think an encouragement to, to not believe that the lie that our beauty is external or that we have to, you know, to be beautiful, we have to be a certain way or a certain size or no, it's not true, you know, and to, to really claim like the, the gift the Lord has given you in you mm-hmm. um, and to not to not um, be ashamed or embarrassed. And, you know, it's like um, my dad would, would always say growing up, you know, being cool is being yourself, <laughs> you know, but like being beautiful is being yourself. Yeah. Right. And yes, and. Sir. Um, you don't have to be like her, you know, be you. And it, it's, I don't know, just the freedom of, of letting the Lord adorn you as his bride in the unique and unrepeatable way that he is, is desired for you. Amen, sister. Yeah. And I think you're saying something so important. Are we listening to the, to the father or are we listening to the dragon? Mm-hmm. And the father says, you're my beloved daughter. Mm-hmm. I've created you beautiful, acceptable, worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so worthy, in fact, that I sent my, my only son to suffer and die for you. Mm-hmm. That you might know how precious you are. Mm-hmm. Um, that you might honor and chase after the dreams I have for your life. Meanwhile, the dragon says you're unlovable. You're no good. You have to prove that you're worthy of being loved. That your sins, your failures, your imperfections define you. Mm-hmm. That you can't be redeemed. He accuses. He discourages. Uh, he condemns. Mm-hmm. Um, and to notice that. Mm-hmm. To notice who you're listening to mm-hmm. um, as you as we seek as women to simply become the mm-hmm. masterpiece mm-hmm. that that God has fashioned mm-hmm. in us as women and as unique um, individuals yeah unique beauties <laughs> amen <laughs> sister there it is okay yeah. so our desire for beauty yeah but what about um, our desire for love and to do something great with that love yeah I think they're two separate things they are. They are. I think um, first to, to be loved, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like telling my little sister's story. But it's like, yeah, to be, and this is very, very obviously paired with being cherished and chosen, but to be loved um, and not just love for what I can do or, or produce or what I look like, but love for who I am and as me, you know? Um, and it's like we, I mean, yes, that's why we, you know, as even from young ages, we're dreaming about, you know, the, the perfect wedding. We had their wedding dress planned. Mm-hmm. We have, um, you know, we want to live happily ever after, mm-hmm. right, with the man of our dreams. 
and the white picket fence and the kids and the dog, you know, whatever the dream is, you Amen. know, but it's like, what is that? Because it's, we, we know innately in our, in our hearts that love is not just a transitory, good emotional experience or, um, we know it's a forever, it's mm-hmm. a forever love. We want mm-hmm. a forever love. Um, and actually our life is always has been and will never cease to be a love story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. Love is our story. Sister, well, and we read in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And I think this is where it's a huge place of trust for women. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I think we all have had a season in our life where we live, like, we cling to. Mm-hmm. Blessed is she who believed that what was spoken to her <laughs> would, would be right. fulfilled. Right. And we're, we're literally clinging to that because... Mm-hmm. Um, we're waiting on that promise Mm -hmm. and that's hard it's hard it is it is like emptying and hallowing Mm -hmm. and trusting and believing that the great 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 Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. that we dream of and desire Mm -hmm. is going to be fulfilled yeah um and that it's a huge place to to dare to trust Mm -hmm. it's a huge place to not um give in Mm -hmm. to discouragement not to settle Mm -hmm. uh it's a huge place that we need to encourage each other as women mm-hmm. um, to to trust and to believe. And it's also we don't want to misplace um, mm-hmm. this this desire because mm-hmm. ultimately God is the only hook mm-hmm. that we can hang right. the weight of this on. Right. If we put it on a man, uh, we'll crush him to death <laughs> and we'll be very disappointed ourselves right. at the end of the day. Right. Um, uh, if we put it on a career, if we put it on a, a whatever, mm-hmm. anything less than God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually will stabilize our hearts mm-hmm. and it will stabilize, um, this, this huge, awesome desire totally. for love, which is so good. It's so good. Um, and we'll talk about more, but it's like, it helps us to receive love, which ultimately, mm-hmm. um, fuels our capacity to bring love mm-hmm. uh, to others and then through um, physical and spiritual maternity and mm-hmm. our generosity as women. Yeah, sister, it's so true. And rooting ourselves first in the love of God allows us to be able to love as women um, in, in you know, all the other relationships of our lives, whether that be, you know, spousal or familial, whatever. But that that's that's the root love. Um, and you know what, too, sister, you're saying that the trust that it takes, trusting that that love mm. will be given to us. I think it's so important, especially if we've been wounded in love mm. or disappointed in love or let down in love. And we are carrying, you know, burdens in that area. Um, and, and actually to, to let to let the Lord's love wash over you there. And those things are they're not the end of the story. Amen. And um, and actually a great the, the passage in Hosea, mm-hmm. um, you know, where we're. You know, he finds the girl and adorns her in beautiful clothes. Mm. Um, and then she's, you know, she's unfaithful to him, but he takes her back. You know, it's, it's an image of, of God and people of Israel. Mm-hmm. But it's like that experience of like even 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 our, our own failures, like that actually doesn't stop God's love. Mm-mm. He will adorn us again, you know, in, in bridal garments and put rings in our noses and all those things. It says <laughs> in Hosea. I don't have that in my nose, but Amen. I trust it's invisibly there. Amen, sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even in that, it's like we have we have dreams for this great love. Um, and we have in a particular way, I think, a desire to do something great yes. with our love. Yes, we do. Uh, we want to place it in a way that it will be received and, and cherished and fruitful, mm-hmm. ultimately. Isn't that true? Um, and 
I think, again, this is, this is something that we want to protect that, mm-hmm. um, because that's true yeah. that you are called to do something great with your love and you have a love to give that, uh, no one else does. And we want to protect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to protect our hearts. We want to choose, um, our relationships wisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to lower our standards or waste time with, with men that don't know how to cherish, um, right. the gift um, that we are, um, we want to take back the beauty and the gift of, of chastity, mm-hmm. which is actually, it protects love. It, it does. flourishes human love. Yeah. It's been demonized in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually chastity, <laughs> it frees us from lust, which is this selfish attitude of using others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it guides our hearts towards authentic self gift and mm-hmm. reverence. Mm-hmm. Um, and the love that our hearts desire, it's like miracle grow. Actually, right. oh <laughs> it, <gosh>. it really, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's these, we, these are precious desires. These mm-hmm. are God given desires. Mm-hmm. And as we allow them to be led and guided by virtue and by God, um, our hearts actually find rest. Cause I think too, if we let these desires kind of whip us around, they, they kind of need an anchor. They do. And that's, that's virtue. That's God. That's prayer. Yeah. Um, that's rooting ourselves in the truth that, um, we are loved. Yeah. We are chosen. We are cherished. Yeah. Um, and we find that truth and experience that truth when we are um, looking at God and letting him look at us. Yeah. Ultimately as our starting point. It's so true, sister. And, and that allows us, I mean, as you're saying, you know, to set the bar high for men because we know what real love looks like because we've let ourselves be loved by God. Amen. You know, and Amen. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Which brings, I think, um, us to look at, you know, what are some of the special attributes of mm-hmm. femininity? Mm-hmm. And again, I know we are like breezing through this. Scratching the surface. Um, <laughs> it's, it's painful. Um, but what are some, yeah. what are some attributes? Yeah. Well, one, I think, I mean, maybe just three, I guess we could talk about would be receptivity, sensitivity, and generosity. Let's do it. Yeah. So receptivity, I mean, just my initial thought, sister, is, is, you know, women, as women, we've been given this incredible gift of actually having room for another, hmm. uh, being able to have the, having the capacity to uh-huh. hold another in our beings, not just not just physically, I mean, first of all, that's most obvious physically, but also spiritually, um, which is a very, very, very unique gift. Um, and men just don't have in the same way. They just can't, um, which is, it's amazing. So powerful. Well, and also in the reality that receptivity, I think a lot of times it's, it can kind of be like, we think receptivity and we think, oh, okay, I'm just supposed to be like this you know, this little dust kitty that gets blown around by the wind and it's kind of spineless and, and weak. No, 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 no. This is like blessed mother, um, receptivity. This is like, I have my feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. I am like anchored in the truth of who I am Mm -hmm. and I am looking, uh, to the source Mm -hmm. to receive that even more deeply. It's an active receptivity. It's a receptivity that takes, um, intentionality and backbone. Yeah. And, and yet, and it's, but it also, it, it draws our hearts wide open to receive the people in front of us, mm-hmm. to be a shelter mm-hmm. and a harbor for others to mm-hmm. come and rest in, mm-hmm. um, that when people are in my presence, um, they know they're being received. Mm-hmm. And what a gift that is. Sister, it's amazing. It's like God has allowed us as women to be a home 
for others. I mean, in a in a really particular way. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. It's so, and it it is. It's like you're right. As we make room for others mm-hmm. in our hearts, as we learn to make room mm-hmm. for others, in and through the encounters and events of each day, mm-hmm. and it does. It's like it's it does call us into a death, so to speak. Like yeah. we, we've got to move over. We've got to right. Um, right. Listen and receive, welcome another, mm-hmm. and yet the blessing the oh, payback oh my gosh the the way it flourishes our hearts totally uh totally totally worth it totally and actually it's that's a great even check of like if you notice yourself kind of stagnant in life or finding mm-hmm. yourself kind of in habits of selfishness do you even take a, just a moment back to, to think like gosh am i allowing myself to be receptive in a way mm-hmm. i've, I've made i made to be mm-hmm. because if we're actually frustrating our own receptivity um by selfishness or mistrust or blockading whatever that it it's going to frustrate our mm-hmm. own sense of identity mm-hmm. so to even look at that <laughs> gosh am i letting myself receive uh, wow. so yeah i think it's i mean that's really powerful sister well and it's super powerful that god endowed women with this in a special way because honestly this is one of the great capacities you see in the trinity mm-hmm. in love like mm-hmm. this giving and receiving mm-hmm. and this capacity to receive love is is probably one of the highest capacities and mm-hmm. gifts and graces that the human person uh that the human person can claim and engage mm-hmm. so it's pretty awesome receptivity it's, it's amazing and we've got it in spades as we engage it and yeah. allow the lord to cultivate it within us yeah sensitivity yeah love it love it <laughs> it's it's can be the you know it's like the gift and then it can be also sensitivity gone wrong we won't talk about that right away but <laughs> Well, no, I think you you speak well, sister, because I think when I hear sensitivity, I get a little defensive, right. you know, because I have been, you know, perhaps one might relate to it or think that it means weakness mm-hmm. or it means that I'm easily irritated or I react excessively or like I slow everyone down and I'm super melodramatic. But no, we're talking about a different type of sensitivity yes. that yes. is beautiful. John Paul II yes. says we are in a special way, receptive and responsive to the quality and strength of attitudes, feelings, and relationships mm-hmm. in ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. And just like reverence is a superpower for man, mm-hmm. sensitivity is a superpower for mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Spider-Man's tingling sense, right? <laughs> like he knows yes. where there's evil and um, when it's occurring or will occur. So it's like we're specially wired, I think, to promote the dignity of life around us. Yeah, totally. And it's like we have this, it's really like a great capacity to um, view everything relationally, actually. Mm. I think is one of the heart, heartbeats of sensitivity mm-hmm. is everything is in relationship. Mm. Um, That's awesome. And, and it's like, and it's almost like, I'm not that we're, I'm, I'm not comparing us to spiders, okay? I'm not saying that. <laughs> but like a spider on a web. Yes. And it's like, the, it can feel the slightest tremor of like a fly landing on the web and it knows to go to that spot. You know, but it's like everything, it's like, in a way, we, we, it's kind of like we see the web of life, you know, mm-hmm. and then we know when there's a need and we can feel it tugging, you know? Oh, I love that. Sister. Um, and it's, um, it's powerful and it's beautiful. And, um, yeah, it's like having like this, I don't know. Yeah. In terms of superpower, like this radar for the yes. other yes, um, sister. and noticing like, gosh, she's looks a little down today or she's, mm-hmm. you know, a little troubled or, and, or whatever. Um, and it's really, really powerful. 
and to bring love there. Yeah. I mean, and and this is the big difference. It's like as women engaging this gift of sensitivity, um, John Paul II says, our time in a particular way awaits the manifestations of the genius that belongs to women, which can ensure sensitivity for human beings mm-hmm. in every circumstance. Mm-hmm. So it's like we help to promote the dignity of life around us. Mm-hmm. And this comes that as we are, yes, listening, receiving, we're attentive, mm-hmm. we're putting love where it's needed, mm-hmm. and we're aware of where love is needed because of this sensitivity. In contrast, it doesn't mean that we're living out of our sensitivities. Right, right. Um, or we're living out of, um, you know, our our strong emotional realities. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, we feel life in many shades and colors, and that's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. As we wed um, all that experience and emotion and whatnot with reason and mm-hmm. with virtue, mm-hmm. then we're actually able to put our sensitivity at the service mm-hmm. of the human family. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's like almost like a, to use another analogy, but like a really beautiful instrument mm. you know like if you experience like a, a really nice guitar versus a cheap guitar yeah and the cheap guitar you're like ah! it's a big difference <laughs> you're really pushed down on the fret but it's like a beautiful instrument it's like it responds to your every motion you know mm-hmm. and it's like um let me think of our lady right at the Annunciation. she was she was so attentive and sensitive to every like the smallest breath of the holy spirit you know, it was, it, it moved her. And it's, it's like sensitivity in the right sense is letting ourselves be so easily moved by God and his promptings mm. um, that we're, we, you know, uh, Cardinal Collins would say we're like a feather on the breath of the Holy Spirit, not living out of our sensitivity in a distorted way, like touchiness or things like that, but, but in a beautiful, fruitful way um, that actually mobilizes our maternity. Wow, sister. Yeah. That is powerful. Yeah. Well, gosh, and I think that that brings us to our our last attribute, the attribute of generosity. Yeah. I mean, I know living in a convent, mm-hmm. watching my sisters mm-hmm. give of themselves, mm-hmm. it is actually like astounding mm-hmm. to to see to see the height and length and depth of generosity that mm-hmm. flows from from the feminine heart Mm -hmm. it is incredible it is and um generosity i think it flows when we are receiving the love of god um when we are rooting ourselves in the depth of of who we are as daughter as sister as spouse as mother um, when we are allowing ourselves to get fat chubby (laughs) on the love of the bridegroom and truly going to jesus to receive that love that quality of love Mm-hmm. that we know we are cherished and worthy and mm-hmm. we find that in Christ mm-hmm. and it's there for us to go to and to receive mm-hmm. then what naturally happens is this overflow totally. and this freedom to be generous mm-hmm. to give of ourselves to spend ourselves mm-hmm. for the other and this is this is satisfying mm-hmm. this is fulfilling mm-hmm. that um, uh, at the end of the day women we love being generous yeah we love going to bed tired and exhausted because we know we've poured ourselves out Amen. it's true and this is this applies to women of any any age any vocation you know it's like the mom with the newborn and she's going to get up to nurse that baby at any you know any hour of the night mm-hmm. and just like it's it's what it really is it's this total gift of self you know and that's going to look different in different stages of life mm-hmm. different vocations but it's like this 
first of all, knowing, yes, I am a gift. Because mm-hmm. we can't be generous unless we know we're a gift. I am a gift. And then I, I'm, I'm good and I want to give this gift till it feels like I have nothing. <laughs> well, Maybe sometimes. No, Jonathan Second says a woman finds herself by giving love to others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a way that we come to know mm-hmm. ourselves, discover ourselves. We grow in self-knowledge. Yeah. Um, and that we also, we know we're, we're called to do something great with our love. Yeah. And so I think, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we desire to spend ourselves. Yeah. It's so true. And I mean, you know, why did Mother Teresa capture the hearts of the world? Because of this outpouring of generous love, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And simple, very sensitive, maternal, Mm. you know, generous love, receptive love. Not complicated. It's not rocket science. It's like, it's, it's in us and it's like letting it flow forth. There it is. Yeah. Wow, sister. Well, yes, before we go, any challenges? (laughs) Yeah. I would just say, um, sometime this week maybe every day if you want to, but just to ask, ask the Lord to reveal yourself to you as his daughter, um, in a powerful, particular way. And that you for the, ask for the grace to actually experience yourself as his daughter. Wow. That would be my, 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 before you go. That's beautiful sister. What about you? Well, no. And sister, that's it. It's, uh, allowing yourself to see yourself in the eyes and the gaze of the Father, because that's the only place you'll know yourself mm-hmm. authentically. And I think so often uh, it's we get off track when we start looking to our right and our left. Mm-hmm. It's that compare and despair. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to reject that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, to encourage and echo yours. And, and I would just have to say uh, to um, all my dear sisters in Christ, what my mother once uh, said to me, which mm-hmm. meant the world to me at the time. And I remember I just... Uh, professed my first vows and you know you're kind of when you're fresh out of the gates uh, you know you're filled with all sorts of things and gosh how's this going to go and Mm -hmm. the desire to do good with the yes that you've given Mm -hmm. and and all these things and before I hopped in the car to head back to the convent my mom just very simply and she wasn't intending to be um, (laughs) have it be special or dramatic or or anything Um, she just simply said you know honey you don't have to be anything special. Wow. And, and actually, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Mm. And what did I hear in that? Um, mm. That I, I already am, that I'm a gift, mm-hmm. and that simply being that gift and abiding in my yes to the Lord, um, I will change the world mm-hmm. with my love. Um, and so I, that's what I would say. You don't have to be anything special. You already are. Um, and, and, and please be that gift that you are. Yeah. That's, I, I find that very moving sister. It's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Listen, what I have, I give you. Thank you. (laughs) Would you close us down with a prayer again, sister? I would be honored. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for making us, um, your beloved daughters. Lord, We give our hearts to you, all the desires of our hearts to be chosen and cherished, um, to be loved, to be beautiful. Lord, we give um, everything we are to you, and we ask you, Lord, to reveal um, powerfully to us uh, your love for us and our identity as your beloved daughters. We uh, entrust ourselves to you and all those whom we love, 
uh, to you and to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And we give you glory as we pray. Glory be to the Father, to, to the, the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless and keep you all. We're praying for you. Good to be with you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.